Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. Jessica Stevens here, your host of I Just Blank, Now What the Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in for another Now What Wednesday. You know, it's my favorite day of the week, and I hope it is for you, too. And we have such a fun guest today on the show. I'm super excited about this one, because if you know me, you know I love a good healthy habit, and I love a good challenge. I often do 30-day challenges sprints for myself to help me establish a new habit. So when I met Stephanie and I heard a little bit about her story, I'm like, oh, girlfriend, you are my kind of people. And I was so excited to chat with her and bring her on the show. She's going to be sharing her story of how one simple exercise that she started literally changed the course of her, her health, of course, but her life and even what she does. So I'm super excited to chat with Steph real soon. And it is, it's always so fun to listen to these transformational stories that literally start with like one simple act, because we often think like these big transformations in life take, have to, you know, come from these big decisions that we make and all the things, but really it's literally one habit that you do every single day over and over again that makes the big difference. So without further ado, let's get to know Stephanie. She is a copywriter, email marketer, and author of the book, Change the World in in $10 or Less. Ooh, I'm excited to hear about that. She loves trying new restaurants with excellent coffee, reading good books and comfortable chairs, and breaking a sweat every single day. Me too, Steph. And uh, she can categorically confirm that Central Jersey does exist, and she lives there with her husband, Kevin, and dog, Remus. So without further ado, let's get to the now what? Have you ever had a situation happen in your life that you weren't expecting, good or bad, and said to yourself or out loud, oh my gosh, I just fill in the blank. Now what? Me too, friend. Me too. I've had quite a few actually. And in the moment, I never knew what I was going to do next. Of course, I had to figure it out, sometimes the hard way, but I did figure it out. So join me and some amazing guests this season as we all share our own I just blank now what stories so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question, now what? Hey friends, we're midway through January. I'm sure you've all been hearing the new year, new me messaging and have been bombarded with the 2024 vision and word of the year and all the goals. I know it's been a lot. And some of us might be in the, I just haven't made any goals yet. Now what zone? If that's you, you are not alone. It can be an overwhelming time. And if you're feeling uncertain about what's next or your nervous system is overloaded, the thought of setting a new goal might make you want to pull the covers over your head. I got you, my friend. Join the three-day free feel-good goal session with my good friend, Jackie Ackery. This is the goal-setting session for people who are struggling with goals for a number of reasons. For me, I had goal fatigue. Going after one goal after the next, I just didn't have it in me to set a new one, even though I really wanted to. Sound familiar? Or maybe you've set a goal and you've already bailed on it. You're also not alone. This session is for you. Here's what you're going to get with Feel Good Goals. Day one, clear the fog and connect the dots. Get laser focused on what you really want and why you want it. 
Connect the dots between you now and the future version of you who's already living your dream and get clear on where you're going in 2024 and identify potential blocks that might get in your way. On day two, grow a flexi nervous system. You'll identify how the four nervous system responses feel for you. Fight, flight, freeze, fawn. Learn the core beliefs you need to go after big dreams. Grow trust in yourself to handle the emotional shitstorm of goal pursuit. And finally, on day three, feel like the kick-ass human you already are. Grow your confidence so you embody your inner goal-getter. Connect with the part of you who knows what you're made of. Trust that even if self-doubt pops up again, it's not going to have a chokehold on you anymore. Head to the show notes for this episode and click on the feel good goals link to go sign up for this free session happening January 23rd, 24th, and 25th of 2024. Can't join live? All good. There'll be a replay for all registered guests. Let's help you feel not only good, but great about your 2024 goals. Hello, Stephanie. Hi, Jessica. How are you? Good. How are you doing there in central New Jersey? I am fabulous. It is a beautiful morning right now. Everything is going great. So question, like, is was there like a debate whether central Jersey actually exists or not? Like, like I, I, you know, I don't know much about Jersey, but I'm figuring that there's a, there's a, a south, a north, a central. Like, why is central Jersey like such a big deal? <laughs> central New Jersey is a big deal because you have North Jersey, you have South Jersey. And even though it's the same state, it's two drastically different, amazing populations. And okay. central New Jersey is this nebula that exists between the two. And depending on who you talk to from New Jersey, you get different variations on where central New Jersey actually is. Oh, like what the borders are for central exactly. Jersey. Exactly. There's no foreign borders. It's kind of nebulous, mostly depending on where you came from, where your family was from, how often you moved around. And so when we when we bought our house, the the realtor actually gave us as a little like, hey, you bought your house gift, a poster of New Jersey with the latitude and longitude coordinates of our house. And it is exactly in central New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> it was just hilarious kind of seeing it on a map and like confirming like, yes, central New Jersey exists. We live right there at the center of it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. The center of New Jersey where all the things happen for you. Cool. It's, it's the best. <laughs> awesome. So Steph, obviously I read your awesome bio just now to everybody, but something that I love to start each and every episode with is asking guests to tell me something about themselves that they actually want people to know about them, other than the fact that you live in central New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I have a passion for a lot of things, but something that has been consistent in my life has been a passion for writing. Mm -hmm. And I'm a copywriter now, but for the first 10, 15 years of my working life, Mm -hmm. I didn't think that I could ever make it as a writer. So I just... I was in tech, I was in marketing, I was in, I did all like the businessy stuff mm-hmm. until at, relatively recently, and that's kind of where the sto- my story leads into, yeah. I realized that throughout my entire life, writing has always been the consistent thing for me. Why didn't I keep doing that? Like, why am I fighting this? So 
even though I have a very colorful background full of jobs and work and all these kinds of amazing things that I, I love that I did, writing, I've always been a writer. I've been a writer since like the second grade, typing on a computer little stories instead of doing homework. And that's something that not a lot of people really know about me that I've been writing that long because it's not something that I ever thought I could do. And oh, I I, now I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, so many people, you know, discount or discredit, you know, the things that we do every single day, just because in our mind, we're like, well, I'm not being getting paid to do that. So that's not who I am, right? Like we attach, you know, that exchange for time, energy, for money to, to define who we are and what we do. But of course, all of us are writers, like we've all been writing since, as you said, you know, those early elementary school days, and we all have stories and we all have things, a creative side to us that we just generally don't express or label. But I think I love the fact that you're like, yeah, I'm a writer, right? Like, I, and I love to write and it is my passion. All right, girl. Well, you know, as you mentioned, you'd always, you didn't always think that or believe that about yourself until more recently. So we're going to get into your story because that is, there is a tie in there of what you're doing now to what to, and how you got here. And it literally all started with the most hated exercise on the planet, the burpee. So, yep. okay. So can you re rewind the tape for us here? Take us back to who, what was going on in your life? what was happening, you know, what was the state and why you decided that you needed to start doing some burpees? <laughs> so it starts with lockdown as a lot of current stories do. I was considered an essential worker during lockdown, which means that while a lot of people were furloughed and having a lot of job issues and people were going remote, I was going into an office every single work day to work. And at the time I was working in a, in a location it was close to my house. It was actually walking distance from my house. Mm -hmm. And so I'd walk there, work, come home, walk back, back and forth, literally across the street. And the job itself was fine, but there was a lot of pressure, both from just the circumstances of everything going on mm -hmm. and having, you know, and then having to go into an office and then having to, like, if, if somebody wasn't feeling well, all of a sudden the entire office had to test. And it was just, it was a lot. And I found myself doing work that I was supposedly enjoying, but just getting stressed out all the time. I was overworked. They had a lot of stuff going on. And I wasn't dealing with it well. I was mm -hmm. eating a lot. I was doing, like, these little home workouts, like, videos and trying to stay active, but wasn't really feeling it. And so January of 2021 comes around. So we've been in lockdown for almost a year. And I remember going to like, I wanted to do like a little photo shoot for my husband for Valentine's Day. It'd be really cute. I got my makeup and my hair all done. And I remember looking in the mirror, January 2021, looking at myself and thinking, is this it? Is this the best I could do? And just like in that flash of seeing myself in the mirror and not loving who I was and all of it, just the job where I was overworked, my habits, my eating, like everything I didn't like about myself that kind of was able to push to the back burner because we were in a crisis situation and I was still working, all of it suddenly came to the forefront. 
And I remember just looking at myself and going, I can't keep going like this. This is not how I want to live my life. But I didn't know what to do. Because by all accounts, I was doing all the right things. I had a full-time job. I was working. I was exercising. I was eating well. Like my, my husband and I were both healthy. Like everything you could ask for. But I wasn't happy. I wasn't in love with myself. I wasn't in love with my life. Mm-hmm. And all of that just reflected in the mirror in that second. I broke down in tears, like ruined the makeup. <laughs> and I remember driving home thinking, what do I do? Like, where do I go? What do I do? And I came home and my husband sees that something is wrong. Yep. Good, 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 good observation skills, Hubs. Good, <laughs> good, good observation skills for him. And he's like, what's up? And I told him, like, I don't know what to do. I just, I don't. And I said it very specific. I don't like how I looked because I knew that that was like the focal point. It wasn't the Mm -hmm. whole thing, but that was like this thing that you could latch onto. It was a physical, tangible thing. And he flat out said, why don't you just do burpees? And I said, what? (laughs) He said, burpees. Like, why don't you just do some burpees? And I said, I don't know if I can. And he's like, well, how many can you do right now? And literally like that day I got on the floor. I think I did like, five burpees and I was done. I was wiped out. Like I was lying on the floor. Like I can't do it. It's not happening. And he's like, well, okay, you can do five. Just do that again tomorrow. And then I said, oh, well, that's easier than turning on a video and getting out bands and weights and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. Cause like, I just, there was so much going on. I didn't want it was more overwhelming. Things. Yeah, yeah, it was overwhelming. So I, he, then he asked me the question. It's like, well, how many do you want to do? And I sat there. I was still on the floor. I, <laughs> and I thought about it. And I had just finished reading David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me. And I remember reading that and thinking, like, man, that guy's just a real, like, go-getter. Like, he's got it. And then I remember at one point in the book, he does, like, 100 burpees just to warm up. And I thought, my God, that is so cool. And so I there sitting on the floor, having done five burpees, wiped myself out. I look at my husband. I said, I want to do 100 burpees. And he said, okay, when do you want to do that by? And this is January. And I said, I want to do it by the end of the year. I said, okay. And we came up with like this little plan because we knew I could do five. And it was like we used something called the ladder method. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you take your maximum, you do, like, half your max, but you do, like, five sets, and you do that, like, every day. It's something that he got from a, from a weightlifting program. And so I just started doing that. And every day I'd write down how many burpees I did. And there, there were days I didn't want to do them. But at the same time, it's like, I know this is going to take me maximum 20 minutes. I can spend 20 minutes just doing this. And over time, like, my burpee numbers grew, and I started feeling really, really proud of myself. Like, because I was taking this exercise, and I was using it to help me feel better about myself. I didn't care about anything else. I didn't track anything else. All I wanted, all I was focused on was just, can I do my burpees today? Can I hit my number? And then taking my rest day, testing my burpees once a month, and by August... I hit my goal of doing 100 burpees. It took me like, I think a little less than an hour 
because I took like I did I was doing like one or two every minute something like that I can't remember the exact count but by August I had done 100 burpees I was like oh my god I did 100 burpees now I want to do them 100 in a row no breaks Mm -hmm. and then that took like another couple months and I was able to do them all in like it took me about half an hour I was like, oh, I did 100 burpees in half an hour. Now I want to cut down my time. And by the time I I published my book, I published my book in March 2022, I was doing 100 burpees in about 20 minutes every morning. And I kept that up for, for a long time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like the power of consistency. That was it. Just the power of determination, the power Mm -hmm. of mindset can literally like transform your life. It honestly did. And that was all I focused on. Like I didn't focus on food. I didn't focus on calorie counting. The only focus I had was that if I ate something and the next day my burpees were really, really hard, I was like, well, I can't eat that thing because that made my burpees really hard. Or if I ate something and I felt really energized, I'm like, oh, this is good for me to eat before I do burpees. That was that was my my measuring stick with what to okay. eat. And oh, that's awesome. That that was it. I didn't care about anything else. And because of that, because of that focus and because of that consistency, I wound up losing about 30 pounds over the year. So I felt better about my body because mm-hmm. I was looking better. And I was feeling really proud of myself because there's, I don't know anybody else who does like a hundred burpees every day. That I was something. Don't. Where, but I like, <laughs> there was one of those things where it's like, well, what did you do today? I was like, oh, I did a hundred burpees and I don't get the, whoa. Like, <laughs> it I is impressive. Action. <laughs> it is impressive because if anyone who's listening knows what a burpee is, like they are torturous and <laughs> It's an excellent exercise though, right? Because yes. it, it hits all the markers. So burpees yep. are cardio, but there's mm-hmm. also like some weight involved because you actually have to hold up your own weight. And so there's yep. like, there's like, it checks with so many boxes. It's like one exercise, but it's so good for like multiple things. Is that the reason why you chose the burpee? It was because like I said, I was doing these at-home videos mm-hmm. and where you have the instructor telling you what moves to do and things and you had all the accessories and you had the sliders and the fans and the this and the that. And I had at that point where I was just like, I don't want anything. I just want to be able to do exercise that didn't require anything special and be able to feel good about myself. And exactly. you just drop in the moment on the spot and like punch out however many burpees you needed to do that day. Yep. And that was, ex- and that was, that hit the marker. Like that was, that was it. And there were some days where I was like, you know, I felt tired. I felt weak I f- and I could modify it, which was another thing. It's like, whenever I couldn't do a, 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 a quote unquote real burpee, I could always modify it. I could go to my knees. I could leave out the push up. I don't do the jump because I think the jump, is stupid and I apologize to any CrossFitters who might be listening. But I think the jump is just wasted energy. You could use that energy better just doing more burpees. Anyway, end of that. Rip. <laughs> but no, I would go down, do the push up, come back in, stand up. And if I felt weak that day, like I could go to my knees 
Or if my arms were, or my wrists were hurting, I could either modify my hand position or I could just leave out the push-up. Mm-hmm. And so even if I couldn't make a, a full real burpee, I could do a modified version and still make my 100. Yeah. And again, all I needed was the floor. So all I needed was the floor and some time. And I just put that to use every chance I could. I would go on trips. I'd use the floor. I'd do my burpees. I would go into the office. I would do some burpees and somebody was getting, you know, getting my, my hackles up. <laughs> and just kind of like feel good about myself really quick. I was, I was doing them every chance I could because I started using them as a way for me to reduce the stress and the anxiety and the anger that I was feeling towards things that were going on around me that I had no control over. Like before I would kind of snack to eat my feelings away. And Mm -hmm. now I was like, oh, I'm getting so frustrated. Let me just do five burpees real quick. Let me get it out of me. And I'd be like, okay. So you use your burpees as a way to channel your emotions and your energy and whatever it was you're feeling. Yep. In the moment, I could just drop down and just do some burpees, get it done. Definitely better than eating a cookie. (laughs) Way better than eating a cookie. But I love cookies. No, no hate to cookies, but yeah. it's like when there's so much of it going on and you feel like you just don't have control. The one thing you always have control over is what you do is with your own action. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, you can say, well, I could eat this cookie or I could do five burpees or I could take 10 deep breaths. Like, and you can just choose which one of those feels right in the moment. And a lot of times it's the cookie, but I was able to switch that over to the burpees because as I got better at burpees they weren't as torturous yeah and therefore they became more of a tool something I could pull out at any time to help me deal with whatever life threw at me so I love it I love obviously there was the physical transformation you said you dropped about 30 pounds and probably several inches and you were starting to feel really confident in your body right yeah but what other areas did these burpees make you feel confident in? So because I started doing these things for myself, as soon as I started feeling really proud of myself, when I would get other people like putting their issues on me, and I said this especially at work, because at work I was I was loaded up with a lot of responsibility at work. And I kept asking for certain things like, if you want me to do this, could you please take this off of my plate so I can focus on this? Mm-hmm. Which when you're at the time I was doing sales, I was doing the email marketing, I was running the social media. I had like seven different jobs for this one company. And so I kept asking like, if you want me to focus on these three key areas that are all related, can you please take this one thing off my plate? I kept being denied. And for a while, I just kind of accepted, like, this is just the way the job is. This is just the way the office is. And after a while, I just started thinking, like, no, I'm really stressing myself out. I'm not performing as well as I could be if I could just focus on this. Mm -hmm. So what I wound up doing is I wound up asking my boss. I said, look, I, I can show you the results from me focusing on these three key areas the email marketing, the social media, the engagement, how that relates to the sales. If you take this part of my job that off of my plate, I can focus on these and we can see bigger returns. And my boss said, no. So then I said, well, then I'm going to have to leave. 
And so I left the job. And I, it was very scary because I left without anything lined up. I had no idea. All I knew was that I was good at the copywriting because it kept asking me to write copy for all of their products. I was good at the email marketing because I kept getting a really good response rate from all these emails I was sending out. And that's what I loved doing. That was the part of the job that I really loved doing. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, I'm just going to do this and we're going to see how it goes. And the first time I started out on my own, I had about five very small clients right off the bat who needed help with their email marketing and I was able to help them out. And it felt great. It made me feel like, oh, I'm working for myself. I've got this thing. I was focusing on the burpees. I was focusing on my writing. I was focusing on these areas that really meant a lot to me. I never felt so fulfilled in my life. My issue was I didn't know how to scale. So after about six months or so, I started saying like, you know, I'm not scaling as fast as I thought I would. I should start looking for another job. You know, this was fun, but clearly I have to go back and get another job. Mm-hmm. So I found a job working in tech that I loved because I had worked in tech before. And again, it was the same thing. Like I was doing the job this time. Job was great. I had no problems. My team was great. And I kept doing the writing on the side. Like I kept my clients on the side. And that was like my little side hustle. And because I had like already segmented my day where it's like I would wake up, I would do burpees, I would help my clients and I go to work and I clock and it was like, I had my blocks of time already laid out. So having a full time job, and the side hustle and the time to work out was not a big deal. Like I'd already done it for so long. Yeah. So the breaking point with that came with it earlier this year, they had a return to office mandate. And they said, okay, everybody who is labeled remote, guess what? You all have to come back to the office. And I'm over here in New Jersey. I'm an hour commute away. And I'm like, this will completely screw up everything that I've got set up. Mm-hmm. And I said, you've coded me as remote. Why do I have to come back to the office? And they said, because we said so. I said, but I'm doing work here. You've coded me as remote. What? I, yeah. I'm not going I, to come I can back do into my the job office. remotely. Yes. I can do my job remotely. I'm not going back to the office. And they said, well, you have to. And I said, no, I'm not. So the company and I parted ways. <laughs> and this time I'm like, okay, I already have my blocks of time set up. Now I just have to scale my clients. Mm-hmm. So, and it was that confidence that I had gotten because I'd been doing the burpees. I'd been working with the smaller clients. It's like, there was no hesitation in the fact that this wouldn't work because I had already proven to myself that when I focused on something, it would work out. I focused on getting to a hundred burpees. I got to a hundred burpees. I focused on getting to a hundred burpees in one set. I got there. Why wouldn't this work out? I just needed to know what I was doing. So I like the day that I, my last day at the company, I actually hired a copywriting coach. Like I need to scale this. How do I do it? And started working with her because when you don't know how to do something, you need somebody to tell you how to do it. Yeah. (laughs) So Um, 
I said, the first time I did this, I got this far on my own, pretty good. I need to go further. So let me find somebody who's already gone further. And I actually met my copywriting coach through the burpee group. Because there was a group of us that would all hop on Zoom and do burpees together. And she was in there. And we connected. So she became my copywriting coach. She's been helping me scale my copywriting business. I've now been full-time writer, copywriter, email marketer for six months. And I just keep growing. And it's been it's been just like the burpees where it's like I hit the one goal. Now it's time to hit the next one. It is the mm -hmm. same thing. And there's now no doubt in my mind that I'll be able to do it. That's oh the God, biggest Steph. part of this. I love this story so much because it is literally just breaking it down and being so focused and super simple of this is what I want to achieve. These are the steps that I need to get there. I've already, I've already done it. So there's no reason why I can't do it again over in this category of my life. And I feel like people need to be reminded of that, of, how awesome they are in one area of their life and that they have achieved so much and just transfer that mindset. Even if the skills might be different, the mindset is the same. And so it's true. Like if you can accomplish something in this area of your life, you can hundred percent accomplish it in some other area of your life by applying those same principles and roles and the discipline that you used to get it the first time. Yep. Bye. My husband is fond of the saying, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So if you can take one area of your life and just and, and kill it, you nail it, you, you are absolutely king or queen of this one area of your life, there is no reason why you can't transfer that to all the other areas of your life. Differently, and do, but do it, do it differently. But like yeah. just the mindset, like if you accomplish it over here, you can accomplish it over there. Yep. Maybe you're going to need to scale up. Maybe you're going to need to bring in support. Maybe you're going to need to look, it's going to look differently, but yep. it's still totally achievable. Yep, it, exactly. And it's, it is the same sort of mindset when I was going through the burpees and like I would eat something and the burpees would be harder. I know not to eat that thing. If I'm doing a writing project and something is making the writing project difficult, I was like, oh, I shouldn't do that thing because that's making it harder for me to write. Yeah. And just a course correcting constantly to achieve that goal. And I did that with the burpees. I'm doing that now. And the biggest part, again, there is no doubt in my mind. Like I, I left that I, the company and I separated ways and there was no second guessing. There was like, well, I guess I'm writing now. I like same day, I started writing my clients saying, hey, I'm opening up my copywriting. You know, uh, I'm available for client projects. You know, let me know if you have anything you need work on. I feel like the best gift these burpees gave you, other than obviously, you know, the physical, <laughs> the physical transformation that you yep. were seeking in the beginning, was it gave you confidence. Yep. I... I still remember the day I looked at myself in the mirror and just, I didn't like what I saw and not just on a physical level, but just my life. I didn't like what I saw. And now it's like, I wake up in the morning, I have my coffee, I sit down to write and I just look at my, at my messy desk and I'm like, I'm so lucky. I'm so blessed. Like this is the most amazing day mm -hmm. because I get to do this. I get to do this and I get to, go to my yoga mat that I have right behind me 
and I get to do burpees after I'm done this writing project. And then I'm going to have a great, and it's just the littlest things I'm now so grateful for because it's the littlest things that I actually want to do. I'm not bombarded by tiny little things that other people want me to do simply for a paycheck. I'm like, I'm doing the things that make me happy, that fill me with joy and fulfillment, and that will help me grow and scale and just get better at this life that I'm living. Oh my God. Love it. Love it so much. (laughs) All right. So Stephanie, if you had just like a couple nuggets of wisdom to share with our listeners who are maybe struggling with some similar things that you're struggling with, what would you say to them? Focus on one thing and nail it. Like if there is one thing in your life that is really bothering you and it could be the smallest thing, it could be like the, if you think, man, I drink too much soda, like just that focus on healing that behavior in yourself. And I say heal instead of fix because all of these behaviors come from something that either you learned or that you needed to help you keep on, keep it on. And so it's not so much that it needs to be fixed. It just needs to be healed, transmuted into a, into a, something better for you that would serve you better now. Mm-hmm. So for me, the big thing was the emotional eating. Every time I would get stressed out, I would, I would eat something. And like I said, when I was focused on the burpees in the beginning, I was just focused on the burpees and I didn't care about the food I was eating. But then over time, I realized I would stop myself on the way to the kitchen and say, like, wait a second, I'm not hungry right now, and turn around. And even though I was focused on the burpees, that kind of came in the peripheral. And then once that started coming in, once I recognized that that was something I needed to fix or that I needed to heal, I was like, oh, let me transmute this into a better behavior. And that's why I started doing burpees because I was already doing them. I was already focused on them. So focus on one thing and just get really solidly good at it. And then as things come in from the periphery, then you can start to expand. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. And obviously there were not, they were not all good burpee days, right? (laughs) So (laughs) let's talk about falling off the wagon and getting back on. So don't throw away all the progress you've made just because you've had one bad, one bad day. Just, just restart. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do not throw away the progress just because you had one bad day. My, when I was, when I first started doing the burpees after about three months in, I actually injured myself because I was doing burpees incorrectly that I had, and I hadn't realized it at the time because you know, burpees are burpee. How can you do it wrong? No, you can do it wrong. And I injured myself. I injured my shoulder and I couldn't do the amount of burpees I had set myself out to do. And I was feeling like, oh gosh, I'm a failure. This is gonna, this is, I'm gonna fail, I'm gonna fail. And then I said, no, I've worked too hard. <laughs> I've done too many burpees. <laughs> what needs to be fixed? And so I started watching like burpee tutorials online. Mm-hmm. Again, if you don't know how to do something, find someone who does and, and see what they're doing. And I looked at various burpee tutorials online and I noticed that all of them were done by guys. I was like, let me see a woman doing a burpee. Let's see how that looks different. And I found someone and immediately I noticed where my problem was. Like immediately. I was like, oh, that's where I'm going wrong. It was, and honest to goodness, it was the simplest thing. It was just the way my shoulders were positioned. Mm -hmm. 
that was it. And as soon as I fixed my shoulders, I was able to do one burpee. I was like, okay, I've saved today. I did one burpee. I saved today. Let me see if I can do another one tomorrow. And then next day happened. I did one burpee with the new arm position. I was like, okay, I saved today. Let me see if I can do tomorrow. I just kept doing that. And then with the new burpee position, my burpees got better faster. Mm-hmm. So I, I had that moment where I sat back and I was afraid of like falling off because I wasn't hitting what I was supposed to hit. But I was like, let me just get one. Let me see what I'm doing wrong. Let me get one. If I get one, I've won the day. Yeah. And that was and that was the mindset piece. If I get one, if I do one thing right, I've won the day. Nothing else matters except this one thing. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh, Stephanie, this has been fantastic. I think you have inspired so many people out there. I know you've inspired me. I have never been a burpee lover. I don't I, you're, you're probably the only person I know on the planet who like, gets excited about doing burpees and been like, ooh, I'm going to do some burpees and like build my confidence right now. I'm like, oh my gosh. But you've inspired me to to re- revisit the burpee world and see what they can do for me. Okay, so where can people find you? Um, if they want to hear more about your story, if they want to check out your book, tell us about your book. And how did you actually start deciding to like write that during this whole burpee process? I, so I got the idea for the book because I was, I was going through the burpee process. I was feeling really good about myself. No like physical changes yet, but I was just feeling really good about myself because I was doing something good for myself. And I thought I should write a book about how other people can like get this feeling of just being proud. And so I sat down and I didn't want to be like your normal self-help, like you've got to visualize blah, 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 blah. Cause that never really worked for me. I like mm-hmm. concrete, I like story. I like, here's, you know, process one, two, three, how to do thing. And so I wanted to write that book. So I started listing all the times in my life that I felt proud of myself for, and how, and for feeling that way, all the different moments. And I came out with about a hundred different instances, a hundred different actions that I have done where I felt really genuinely proud of myself. And a lot of it has to do with, I didn't realize this until after I had finished the book, but a lot of it had to do with being very mindful and in the moment and not letting outside circumstances dictate how you're feeling about a particular outcome. There's this whole saying, you make your own luck, you make your own opportunities, you know, your perception is your reality. And I really do believe that is true. Outside forces happen, but the way you respond to them, that is within your power. Mm-hmm. And so I listed 100 different actionable things that I've done where I have like made the day for myself, whether it's been through exercise, whether it's been through feeling lonely and hopping on a Zoom call with my family to cook dinner together, or when I've been feeling inspired and I didn't know how to express it and finding beauty in a box of donuts, like just different ways that I have Mm -hmm. felt really proud of the life that I have lived by helping my community, by being a better friend, by taking care of myself in good, in good ways at the time and different like little mindsets that I've kind of learned along the way. And so I wrote this book and I finished the first draft in like a month. Like I, I just wrote it out. But again, I never considered myself a writer at the time. At the time I was still working in this office. I was still kind of on that fence of like, this is really hard office work, but is this house, this is supposed to be. And it took me about a year 
to edit the book, to find a production company to make it look pretty, and then to release it. And there's a lot of me getting over my own scripts of, I can't make it as a writer. This will never sell. Why am I even doing this? Mm -hmm. And the fact remains that I needed to write this because I needed it to be out in the world. And if nobody bought it, no, no problem. I still did it. And that's how it got out into the world. And amazingly, some people have bought it. And every day I get, I see like if people leave reviews or they, I see that somebody else has purchased it because you can buy it from Amazon. I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody's reading my words. And there, something in there is going to spark them and their life's going to change for it. And that's pure magic for me. That is absolute pure magic. All right. So if some of these listeners want to read your book, where can they find it? What's it called? It's available on Amazon. It's called Change the World in $10 or Less. It's got a pretty blue teal cover that I helped design. And that's where it is. It's available in paperback or you can buy it as an ebook if you don't want extra paper lying around. (laughs) So it's available on Amazon and If you want to check out my daily habits, I am very active on Instagram. I post to my stories, my burpee routine, things I'm doing, clients I'm working with, all available on there. Uh, What's your Instagram handle for everybody? Oh, it's it's SL Kansian. It's my name. SL Kansian anywhere on the internet. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) And we will link all of that stuff in the show notes for you guys to find it really easily. Oh my goodness, Stephanie, this was such an amazing episode. I loved it so much because you know me, I love a good transformation story and some good healthy habits mixed in for good measure. And truly you can do anything to transform your life by doing one simple act per day. All right, everybody, was that story not super inspiring for you? Maybe it's not going to be burpees for you, but maybe it's something else. Maybe it's drinking that water. Maybe it's going for that walk and hitting 10,000 steps a day. Maybe it is journaling and starting to write that book that is inside of you that you just you know never believed in yourself, sitting down and just getting words on a page. Whatever it is for you, we know that you can do it. So if this episode resonated with you, please give it a like, a share. Don't forget to subscribe. Or if you know someone who is going through something similar of just not really loving their life and wanting to make a change, please, please, please share this episode with them because it may very well help them figure out their own. Now what? All right. That is it for us today. Thanks, Stephanie, for joining me. And if you want to hear a little bit more about Steph's experience and journey, she and I are heading over to Patreon right now to record a little bit of bonus. So if you're not yet a patron of the podcast, please go to patreon.com backslash I just blank now what and sign up and you can be a patron and check out all of the awesome bonus content that we share there just for our amazing patrons. All right, that's it for us. And we will see you next week. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank Now What? If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. 
Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do, how to move forward and help you answer now what. See you on the next episode.